I'm Caroline. I'm an ophthalmologist, um, an ophthalmology trainee. Currently, I'm doing the Topple Digital Health Fellowship as a, as a year out, returning to training back in uh, next February 2022. I have a background in graphic design before I switched to medicine. So I've always throughout my career been very interested when patients tell me what they see. It has a massive Im impact on, on the diagnosis for a start. And for seconds, there are some quite weird and wonderful visual experiences that, that people have um, that really captured my imagination. And I was quite keen to work out how to visualize that. So that's where I started with this exhibition and I will pass on to Lindsay. Hello, I'm Lindsay and I have had a career as a landscape architect for a long time, but have also painted all my life. Callie asked me to help uh, realise through a series of paintings some of these experiences that people who are sight impaired. So that's what I've been doing and that's part of this exhibition, creating a series of paintings working with people who volunteered to work with me. And I can tell a little, you know, I can talk a bit more about the process, but this is just the introduction. So over <laughs> over to Ziggy. Uh, hi everyone, thanks Anka. Um, so I'm Siegfried or Ziggy. I'm a ophthalmologist in training by background like Caroline, but as of about 18 months ago, I am a full-time student back at university, uh, living the dream and doing a PhD in how we can use pictures of our eye, in particular the back of the eye, the retina, to estimate our risk of uh, general health conditions, so heart attack, stroke, dementia. And uh, unlike uh, the uh, expertise of Caroline and Lindsay, I do not have any background in art. <laughs> and my motivation for being involved in Windows and Soul really just comes from experience with patients who have often, I found, tried to communicate their perspectives to me through art. You know, how much can you articulate about vision using words? It's challenging. It's very challenging. And so that is what sort of inspired me to get involved. And how was the idea? I mean, how did, I, how did the idea came to life? Like I've heard all of you have a bit of experience in the medical field or just arts. But I'm curious of how you all came up with this concept. Siegfried and I actually came up with it in parallel independently and it was uh so I'd started to work with Lindsay and we'd started to recruit recruit some some patients and initially it was just for a sort of small exhibition at Moorfields Eye Hospital and um you know like we said we just wanted to have some artwork displaying our some people's visual perspective and to represent different different eye conditions and uh, I saw a tweet that Siegfried had put out with a very similar through through his PhD work with a very similar theme so contacted him and sort of said oh you know here's 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 what I'm doing does this fit with what you're planning and it it turned out we had completely independently in parallel been doing exactly the same thing so we've uh, joined forces I'll let Siegfried <laughs> well, I, think, I think Caroline's being very nice I had certainly not translated my ideas into anything meaningful like she had. So um, it, it so happened that at the beginning of my PhD, one of the things I was keen on was learning more about public engagement. Uh, I had done a little bit of stuff with quite, I guess we would call simplistic public engagement, you know, running surveys, running maybe some small focus groups, but I wanted to do something which was much more collaborative. And the idea of, you know, an art 
workshop, sort of co-creating an art workshop with, with patients is something that I kind of always been in the background of my mind. But anyhow, as part of, at the beginning of the PhD, you know, I was, uh, I did a course on public engagement. And at the end of that course, that was the train and engage course at UCL. There was an opportunity to apply for some small grant funding towards a project. And I put in this, um, you know, idea, which still, you know, it needed to be fleshed out, but this idea uh, of an art workshop or an art exhibit with patients, visual impairment, and uh, was fortunate to, to get funding for that. And I think that's, that was sort of the tweet and what sort of brought Caroline and I uh, together to sort of unite on this project and with Lindsay as well. No, what was interesting is that we started off with just Kelly and me working the idea through and these these volunteers, we were going to meet up, but then COVID struck. So I've been doing a lot of it through telephone and Zoom and I thought, how on earth am I going to do this? So I hit on the idea of sending an image through to there are some of them are partially sighted one woman is totally blind so I sent her a textured piece and she felt it and described what she saw and I've been painting that but what's brilliant is with Ziggy's the the people that come through him there are an awful lot of, of a huge amount of artists who are visually impaired so the exhibition isn't just my work it's a lot of uh, there's other people who are visually impaired or sound, there's some sound art and there's some braille art, isn't there, Kelly? So, yeah, and I think so that's, a really, that's a really good point as we were recruiting. So originally the plan was for, you know, to recruit, you know, patients from Moorfields or, sort, you know, sort of the area to, to liaise with Lindsay. And we've got quite a few people who you've collaborated with. And I think it'll be really brilliant to sort of hear about some of your collaborations because they are absolutely fascinating but what came through like Lindsay's saying is suddenly as we were sort of word had got out people were contacting us or you know who were artists themselves or even if they're not formal artists they they produce artwork about their eye condition and I think what what Ziggy said quite early on was was really um, strong that it's very hard to sort of articulate what you see and so a lot of people have been, and, and this was sort of one of the things that also got me interested when a, a patient drew these sort of, he had a, a, an optic optic nerve problem and he drew these geometric shapes that he, that was sort of forming in the edge of his uh, visual field defect. And I think sort of even, even though so we've got some formal artists who are sort of exhibiting artists who are very successful, um, who were very lucky to have on board, but we also have some some people who are creating art because that's sort of come hand in hand with with having visual impairment so it's been it's been amazing as our team has grown so has the diversity of the art that's being produced you know we started with Lindsay's absolutely incredible painting and we now have sound artists we have one one lady who's working with animation students who's produced these incredible animations of, of her visual hallucinations through through having very poor sight to her Charles Bonnet syndrome to really explain a quite difficult visual experience to to explain but seeing it in animation it makes a lot of sense uh, so we've, we've been so lucky we've got a really really diverse team and, and we're representing as well a lot of a lot of different eye conditions and also a lot of full body like systemic conditions which affect the eye so I think that links quite nicely as well with Ziggy's research that it's not just eye problems it's it's sort of brain problems and, and other parts of the body as well yeah exactly and I, I mean that was 
and I have to admit that was my original, one of the original themes uh, in my the application I put in was actually to focus on systemic diseases that affect the eye, because not a lot of people, a lot of people recognize that there are eye conditions, you may have heard of cataract or glaucoma that can affect your vision, but, you know, less people are less aware that there are a number of general health conditions, you know, high blood pressure, for example, that can affect your eye, you know, even dementia can affect the back mm. of your eye in a way. And so it was to increase public awareness about that. But of course, you know, you don't want to restrict something like this, a project like this to, to such a sort of narrow field. And that's what's so exciting about how it's grown into this really creative and, and motivated group. And, uh, you know, as Lindsay and Caroline have both said, you know, the art here is, I never imagined it would be so multimodal in a yeah. way. I mean, it's, 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 uh, and I hope that people get a chance to enjoy that because, you know, a lot of the artists, for example, they, they don't reside in London. They come from all over the country and an opportunity to get their artwork to London. And also, you know, we'll be, we'll be um, photographing the, the work and part of the, and this was, you know, even before the, the pandemic happened, part of the plan with this exhibit was to create a website, which would have all the content on it and would be an opportunity to, you could listen to the audio pieces of the sound art. You would see some of the beautiful paintings, for example, that Lindsay has done. You would be able to maybe actually uh, interact with the animations that Caroline was speaking about for, but also you could learn more about the artist you could learn more about their inspirations and you can learn more about the eye conditions and the different charities that support those people who are suffering from those eye conditions. For the totally blind, we will be able to have some audio descriptions of the work yeah. um, on the website, which we probably wouldn't have had time to do for the July exhibition. And I think, I think both Lindsay and Ziggy have sort of touched on the point that we the whole point of the exhibition is to is sort of inclusivity and to raise awareness of, of sort of visual perspective and I think we want we were aware that as Ziggy was saying if we just host a physical exhibition even without Covid we are limiting our audience and our participation whereas having the online aspect and especially with Covid and a lot more things going virtually and a lot more people interacting in the digital space we have it will allow us to to sort of reach out to more people and I think actually even with the recruitment of you know of, of participants and of artists it's been a lot of people have been have sort of expressed how this is a great opportunity to show to others or to connect with others with similar problems and so that you feel less alone I think a resounding theme for me is it's, it's lonely when you lose your vision or you're visually impaired and, and it's, it's, not, it's an invisible disability and not everyone understands and, or, or is aware of it. And I think a lot of our participants have sort of said it's, and especially some of the artists, we have uh, one artist who is an amazing, um, sort of quite a sort of realist, photorealistic artist and she's partially sighted and she said it's going to be so refreshing to paint what she sees instead of what she feels she should see and I think it's it's really sort of mm. strong connections are being made I just also wanted to sort of put in I know it's a slightly off topic but just put in because we've got some some very some very good artists we've got one artist who does braille art and he's raising awareness of braille through decoding it and it's color-coded for the sighted participants he's just put on an exhibition actually in Portsmouth I think so for, for sighted 
viewers it's color coded so you can you can look at the colors and and he has an alphabet and then for people without vision they can they can read braille sort of in in a tactile way so i think that was just sort of wanted to to make a note of that because that's a sort of another aspect of the exhibition that we couldn't have imagined when we first started that you know we would be it was an opportunity to raise awareness of braille and and allow allow both sighted and and non-sighted and partially sighted people to to inter, interact with braille and and as well so it was a little side note sorry i thought I'd, get that in but what would be quite interesting as well is to hear a bit more about Lindsay's collaborations because she's produced some absolutely fantastic work from her collaborations with some of our participants and it's just over to you Lindsay because it's amazing well one of I was lucky actually to work with one of my friends who heard about this and she was able to visit me socially distanced of course and she has a condition Kelly you might be able to tell you with this double vision and she just described to me I, I put up a painting I did a I've, I've got one of the paintings is a what I call blue trees uh, it's just the outline of branches against a, a blue sky with a hint of a building it's very sort of ephemeral and I put it up and it just happened to be in a pile of books quite an untidy house scrabbled book and something else a pink paper bag on on the table out of out of my sight but it floated up in front of the painting that she was seeing. So she was describing something that was out of sight that I couldn't see, but floated up in front. So I've, I've painted what she told me, you know, so it's the blue trees with all these books floating in, in front of them. Then there's amazing Sam with her guide dog, who I've never known anyone so positive, even though she was feeling very depressed at the time. She said, she said after describing what she saw, I'm really lucky because if I can't see something, I make it up and it's an amazingly fantastic world. But she, I showed her a picture of, I call it work, it was a workshop, it was just some Allen keys that were hanging in a workshop. I think it was my father's workshop actually. And she saw a tarantula spider and a pistol. So we now have a tarantula spider and a pistol hanging in the workshop. And then another image, which, which was a rather dark interior of a house, she saw a clown's face instead of, I think it was a, the clown's mouth was, was the floor or something. Anyway, so I've had great fun interpreting their visions. One, Michael saw sailing boats instead of the new China. So it's been great fun for me working with them and also helping them understand you know to, to sort of bring to life something that's theirs you see so that's I've been very privileged actually to be part of this. And Lindsay I, I would I just wanted to mention that two of those pieces you just mentioned are uh, people can see them on the Bloomsbury Festival website they are the two representative photo images of the art exhibit yeah. if people can navigate there. I'm very excited to to actually see the entire exhibition because I have my grandfather, he has issues with his eyesight and I know it's not always nice, but in the same time, you bring sort of light for them because you create another world where they, they are not constrained to, to see the things exactly how they are. So I think mm -hmm. what you guys are doing is just amazing. What's really amazing with some of Lindsay's pieces is that she's shown the same piece to three people and then painted three different responses and 
they're just all completely different. And I think, like you said, you showed you you mentioned the um, the blue trees with the diplopia and Sam's interpretation was sort of sounds like it was the more like the the vessels at the back of her eye. So oh, yeah. when you're yeah. having a, an examination with a slit lamp, you can I, I should probably know the uh, the reason behind it. But you people sort of say, oh, I feel like I can see the sort of rivers. <clears throat> they can see sort of almost a imprint of the the vessels at the back of their eye and one of the ladies that Lindsay's collaborated with she saw that when she looked at Lindsay's blue trees so it's just it's I think and I think that again I didn't anticipate how strong and how powerful it would be to show different eye conditions and some conditions you know sometimes the same eye condition but at different stages can just produce completely different vision and I think one thing that we wanted to to get across was a look this is you know we all walk around thinking everyone interprets the world the way we do but they don't and also the the challenges that people face a day to day through having certain eye conditions so i had a, a chat with the lady who's producing the animations and she has one of she's got several you know quite a, quite a lot going on and one of the problems is she's got uveitis so she gets inflammation in her eye and she works and she's everything's virtual and she says you know there are days when she can't look at the screen and she can't attend meetings because she's the inflammation in her eye makes it very painful to look at light and it's very hard to focus on people's faces and i think you know these sort of small micro moments that people sort of face day to day which on the whole we don't uh, we don't sort of we just take for granted if if we're fully sighted i think is really important to represent in a in a sort of visual visual way and i think that's where lindsay's been absolutely amazing with her collaborations and also our other artists as well taking on different media taking on different approaches to to try and i mean essentially educate the rest of us on what it's like to live with you know an, an eye problem and um, I mean you've both been speaking about some of the visual but what's really what I learned through this which is really interesting and I certainly have taken for granted is how other senses I mean it's a cliche but how other senses become heightened when you are living in a world of, of visual impairment and uh, one of the conversations I had with some of the the pediatric uh, eye doctors Lola Saleba in particular and ch children who live with visual impairment is how the, the kind of emotions that are evoked by the sounds of a hospital for example when you live with visual impairment you're obviously relying on audio cues much more and the kind of chilling sounds of Great Ormond Street Hospital as you walk through for your eye appointment that you need to have every six weeks or every three months and you know that can be a very that can be a very frightening experience and so it's not even just the visual side, it's all those other senses that, and hopefully the exhibit um, is able to express that. That sounds amazing. From, from where I stand, I mean, I can't wait for it. I know we have a lot of, of things going on in October, but this is something I'll definitely look for. Yeah, I think it's I think it's something slightly different and hopefully the start of more collaborations. And, and like Ziggy said, the sort of public engagement, I think if, if we can try and maybe run workshops of through this or, or from this probably have to be virtually at first but you know in person you know like you said with the other the other senses the sound the the touch I think that's that's really important and I think your your point about the sound of the hospital corridor again we take for granted when we work in hospital this is our space this is this is what it's like and we all have a feeling when we walk through the hospital doors whether you're walking in for a shift or for an appointment but you you don't really think about it but then you know for these children who 
are repeatedly attending hospital, sort of what it's like to, you know, hear the sort of echo of the corridor and, and what emotion that evokes and what they're sort of maybe they're seeing seeing maybe not necessarily through their eyes but in their mind I think it's really important and it's it's a really important thing to capture um you know so we can improve our experience for our patients you know in general well I don't know I would like to to thank you guys for for taking the time talking with me today about all this amazing stuff Ziggy I feel like you want to tell us something <laughs> if, if we're finishing up I just wanted to mention a couple things if it's possible Anka please one was that The exhibit will be running during the Bloomsbury Festival. But if people are interested, there's a special event going on on the 22nd, the Friday, the afternoon. Check the program for full details where Lindsay will be speaking along with many of the other artists involved in the exhibit. Um, there'll also be an opportunity to learn about some of the eye conditions that are involved. And if you're interested in learning about some of the resources and charities that are that are there. And the only other thing I wanted to mention, Anka, is that this project, what has amazed me about this project, well, as you can tell, lots of things have amazed me. Exactly. But one, things, one of the things that amazed me is how generous everyone has been with their time and effort. So, you know, this is an exhibit that has really been in many ways self-funded. I mentioned that there is a that there was a grant and Caroline and Lindsay were essentially doing this in a completely self-funded way. But actually... Subsequently, the website design, developing the website is being done for free by Loft Digital. We've had a, the photography is being you know, supported by the Biomedical Research Center at Moorfields and the UCL Institute of Ophthalmology. We also have the grant from the UCL Public Engagement Office. There's been a lot of generosity that has made this project a reality. So I just, it's important to acknowledge that, I think. And on top of that, the artists such as Lindsay and, and some, and our other artists who are, you know, artists by employment who are giving their time and their art to us as, as Ziggy said without charge I think that is hugely generous and and really really important and you know thank you to to all of you for that. It's, it's an amazing project and it's so nice to see people coming together to, to bring light for others at the end of the day so I would like to thank you guys for the time today and uh, I would definitely look out for you in October. Just one more thing, if, if anyone who is listening to this would like to collaborate or is interested in the exhibition, please do get in contact with us. I've just forgotten the email address. <laughs> info, info at windowsofthesoul.art, A-R-T. Perfect. Thank you very much.